The defense may not have taken as many hits as the offense did through the transfer portal this offseason, but we're still here to talk about whether or not the Sun Devils can survive the losses that they had on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen of the day. As always, remember this podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure that you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update every time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday. If you would like to stay in touch with everything Arizona State, make sure that you follow me on Twitter at RichieBrads36. Follow the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. And follow all the content that I put out with Sports Illustrated at all Sun Devils. You follow all of those, you are not going to be out of touch with anything that is going on with the Arizona State Sun Devils. Let's jump into today's conversation, which is surviving losses from the NCAA transfer portal. Now, yesterday... We talked about the offense, and good golly grief was there a lot of losses on offense. You lost your starting quarterback. You lost a potential starting running back. You lost five wide receivers and a few offensive linemen as well. It's going to be a miracle if the offense is as good or even better than it was last year. Defensively, there wasn't as many losses. However, the losses they had were big, big names. And we're going to start up front as we break this down level by level on the defense throughout the show. We start on the defensive line, Jermaine Lolay. You could say this was the second biggest transfer that Arizona State suffered this offseason behind Jaden Daniels. Heck, you could say it was the most important loss that the team had because of all the transition that the defense and, and especially the defensive line was going to be going through this offense, Lole was looked at as one of the core leaders of this defense. I had ranked him the best player for the Sun Devils returning for 2022 prior to his decision to opt into the transfer portal. Losing Lole is insurmountable. I don't think you can overcome this kind of loss. The dude had, had posted 20 sacks in three years with the Sun Devils. He did miss all of last year with an injury, but it was likely he was coming back to 100% health this year. And I mean, this is a guy who was getting NFL hype. Maybe not first round hype, but he had generated legitimate NFL buzz going into last year before he got injured. That is very hard to replace. I would tell you Lole might've been the best defensive lineman we've had since Will Sutton. And we've had some pretty quality guys over the year. You know, you've had your Rennell Renz. You've had your Tyler Johnsons. You've had your Marcus Hardisons. Hardisons. There, there's, there has not been a short supply of defensive line talent for Arizona State. But Lole was just a special, special guy. I, you just, you can't replace him with one player. What you're going to have to do is... And, and the Sun Devils have the resources to do this. 
you're going to have to come up with some kind of rotation in order to keep your D-line fresh because the motor and the power that Lole had is irreplaceable. That's just gone. It's out the window. There's nothing you can do about it. But you are able to potentially come up with some kind of, again, like a rotation of guys that you can just make them interchangeable, keep the defensive line fresh on every down, make it so that offensive linemen not only get tired because they're constantly going up against rested and prepared defensive linemen, but you can also catch them off balance if you're able to get guys who have different skill sets. I think one of the biggest names you're going to be looking to replace Lole is going to be BJ Green. Now, Green actually paced the Sun Devils in sacks a year ago with five. There's not a lot of reason to believe he can't do it again, other than it's a very deep defensive line. There's a lot of guys who are going to get some major playing time this year. On the surface, it appears that Nesta Jade Silvera is going to get that nose tackle spot, which was manned down by DJ Davidson a year ago. And Omar Norman Lott is going to continue his role as like the three technique defensive tackle. This is where Lole was mainly playing was inside. Now, Lole could flex outside, but, you know, neither here nor there. We're just trying to focus on where he would be needed the most this year. With BJ Green, he's got really good pass rushing upside. And he's got plenty of frame to continue adding weight and muscle and strength to his body. What he's done in the offseason, I'm not 100% sure. But if he is taking that step forward, that helps replace the sack production. Again, Lole had 20 sacks in three seasons. That's impressive. That is very, very impressive. He's a very good player for Arizona State. BJ Green can help reproduce those sacks. You know, if he can get five as a freshman, who's to say he can't get seven this year? It'll just depend how much he wants to get involved, how much the defensive coordinator wants to get him involved. Omar Norman Lott is another guy I'm going to be looking at as well. You know, he's he definitely took a very, very good step forward last season. We are expecting big things out of him in 2022. There's no reason to think that he shouldn't be able to match those expectations, if not maybe even play a little bit above what we're hoping he can be. There's, there's a lot of upside with Omar Norman Lott. I get very excited when I think about him and the potential that he has. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Omar Norman Lott continue to progress from what was a very good uh, redshirt freshman year or redshirt sophomore. I think it was redshirt sophomore year. You're also going to be looking, uh, at least from the interior, maybe a Tatala Pesifi is someone that you look at. A lot of the guys that you have are definitely going to be more involved in the outside pass rushing game. Uh, Bamad Miller will be another guy, potentially Robbie Harrison, but he's definitely going to be more of a nose tackle and rotating with Nesta Jade Silvera. So I'll definitely be looking mostly at Omar Norman Lott and at BJ Green to find a way to make up for the loss that is Jermaine Lole because he would have taken their start their uh their starting spot on that defensive line. You would have looked at your edge rushers being Michael Mattis and Trevez Moore, Nessa Jade Silvera at nose tackle, and Jermaine Lole at three tech inside shade kind of defensive lineman. But you lost him. Now you're gonna rotate guys. That's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, you might find that you're more comfortable with rotating more guys in and having 
a fresher like defensive line, so to speak. Like it's just you're constantly rotating these guys, so no one's getting tired, no one's getting worn out, nobody's risking injury, God forbid. But yeah, replacing Lole is not gonna happen. You, the only thing you can do is try to replace the production that he gives you. You're not going to replace the player. You're not going to replace the leader. So all in all, this is not a replaceable guy is the bottom line. You're just hoping that you can find a way to help make up for the production that is lost, but you can't make up for the presence that he has. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, we're going to continue our conversation, looking at the next level of the defense and the guys who departed and how you can possibly replace them. This is the Locked on Sunnables podcast. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Are you ready? Delicious indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite flavor. Cookie dough chunk puff have have light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new chocolate dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So good. What's great about Built is they're, they're all about the collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar. They taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, the fat, and the sugar, and go get yourself a Built bar. Go to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. As always, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Levels your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Looking at the next level of the defense, the linebacker spot, there's two notable guys that are no longer with the program. You have Jordan Banks, who did not play at all in 2021. And unfortunately, you did end up losing Eric Gentry, which is a massive blow to your team. It's a step down from what Jermaine Lole was. Like goodness gracious, it's it's another it's another departure that feels like an insurmountable loss. But we'll we'll see. We'll find out. Looking at Banks, what he was going to do was provide depth for you. Now again, he he didn't get on the field last year, but at the end of the day, he was still going to be crucial depth for you. Eric Gentry is a very difficult loss. Oh, for what it's worth, uh, we had transfer Rodney Gross come into the program only to immediately transfer right back out. So I don't know if you want to count that since he didn't even really practice with the Sun Devils or not, but just for what it's worth, if you want to count Gross, then yeah, that's that's three off or uh, 
linebackers that we lost. Gentry, though, Gentry is going to be incredibly difficult to replace. Gentry was coming off a freshman All-American season. He was sixth on the team in tackles of 45. He got a sack. He turned five of those tackles into a loss. He was a playmaker all over the field. And he big, tall, freaky athlete kind of guy. To the point where I was excited about the departure of Tyler Johnson off the edge that you could flirt with lining Eric Gentry up on edge. I think he was that capable of being a, a athletic specimen and difference maker as a pass rusher off the edge. Now I'm not saying full-time role because Gentry gives you a lot as an off ball linebacker, but I do think that Arizona state could have used this giant ball of clay and turned him into an elite pass rusher. That's something that's going to be incredibly difficult to replace. Unlike Lole, there is not a lot of depth at linebacker. So we've talked before. It's Kyle Soley. It's, uh, oh my goodness, Merlin Robertson. And after that, it's a lot of unproven guys. There's, there's Connor Soley. There's Will Schaefer. And, oh my goodness, I can't think of his name. I'm going to be pulling it up here in just a second. Uh, Caleb, Caleb McCullough. I'm, I'm convinced that's how you pronounce it. Caleb, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. There's not a lot of depth here. And not even so much because you don't know what you have, which admittedly you don't. But you also straight up only have five guys on the roster. You potentially have to field three of them that's that is troubling there's there's a lot of there's a lot of downside here at the linebacker position Eric Gentry was going to step into the starting role that Darian Butler had a year ago when he was arguably the best player on the Sun Devils defense that that was so important for Arizona State to have Gentry step in from going from the fourth linebacker to potentially going all the way up to the first linebacker on the team he was going to be that integral to the defense but he's gone not only is he gone but he went to usc so unfortunately he has to he he has to play us at least for two years before they depart from the pac-12 and into the big 10 losing gentry is so hard man i again i had lola as my first or first pass my my number one player returning for 2022 prior to transfer, Eric Gentry was my number two prior to transfer. Gentry is a great, great player. Replacing him, I'm sorry, it's it's going to be even more difficult to do than what you're going to have to do already for Jermaine Lole. The difference is, again, you just don't have the depth to replace that talent. I like Connor Soley. I think he can be a very quality guy. I would like to see what Caleb McCullough and what uh, Will Schaefer could possibly do for you. But at the same time, it's just so hard to wrap your head around the idea that you're going to replace a freshman All-American with no issues whatsoever. It's a pipe dream in a very generous way. Now, if you had held on to uh, Jordan Banks, you know may maybe you're a little more confident because you have depth guys, but you don't. And the main guys at the top, there, there might be some more guys hidden on the roster, but 
between the five guys that you have listed per rlands.com for the unofficial depth chart for the team, that's just not enough to replace the talent that was there. It's different if they're proven, they're not proven, they're inexperienced, not that they're not talented, but they just have not gotten on the field enough. Look, if if one of those three guys steps up and becomes an absolute stud, then we're here for it, obviously. But the inexperience is a huge deal here, and there could be a learning curve that comes with it. So if I'm ranking the losses for Arizona State in terms of the difficulty of replacing them, I think Eric Gentry might be at the top of the list. You hopefully have a rotation for replacing Jermaine Lole. Emery Jones should be as good as Jaden Daniels. Cesavian so Valade is going to make up for Chip Trianum. You brought in some offensive linemen like uh, Des Holmes and Emmett, Emmett Bully to help replace the departures that you had on the line. You do not have much at linebacker to replace Eric Gentry. And we're going to talk in just a moment about the losses that the Sun Devils have had in the secondary. But before we get there, we're going to hop into our second and final break of the show. We'll be right back on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. As always, guys, make sure that you are making the Locked on Pac-12 podcast your second listen of the day. Get all your Pac-12 news in 30 minutes or less, hosted by good friend of mine, Spencer McLaughlin. Just like Locked on Sun Devils, it's free and available on all platforms. You stay in touch with Locked on Sun Devils and Locked on Pac-12, and you're going to know everything you need to know about the Conference of Champions. Looking at the secondary, there was already huge losses. You lost your top four guys. You lost Chase Lucas, and you lost Jack Jones to the NFL. You lost DeAndre Pierce, and you lost Evan Fields due to running out of eligibility. Not only that, but you end up losing Tommy Hill, who was likely going to be your number one corner this year. He has departed from the program, and you lost uh, Cam Phillips as well on, on in, the, in the secondary. He, he was a guy you were going to be able to rotate all over the field for Arizona State. And it's so frustrating to lose Hill. I think losing Tommy Hill is one of the toughest replacements that Arizona State is going to have to face this year. Losing Cam Phillips, who was very versatile in the defense, although he only was in two games over uh, the last two seasons. Like, he's been banged up and everything. But prior to that, he was all over the field, 74 tackles, two interceptions. Losing that depth in Phillips, who hopefully is going to get another chance wherever he ends up signing. And also losing... um. Tommy Hill, that's huge, man. That is such a tough blow. Tommy Hill might have been your third corner last year, depending on what you want to say with Jordan Clark as the nickel guy. He was potentially going to be your top corner this year. But you lose him along with Jack Jones and Chase Lucas in the same offseason. That is brutal to your depth chart. The good news, you you do have a lot of veteran guys coming back. You know, uh, Tamarcus Davis is probably your number one corner right now. He is good. I am excited for him. You have uh, Keon Markham, 
of the two Markham brothers outside as well. You brought in Roe Torrance from Auburn. He's the six foot four corner that everyone is in love with. You have redshirt freshman Isaiah Johnson. You have uh, transfer uh, Tariq Luckett, who is coming from uh, Colorado. You have some other younger guys as well. RJ Reagan, the sophomore, and Ed Woods, the redshirt sophomore. So there's depth here. That's the good news. The only bad news really is it, it just the biggest thing is like you, you already lost your top two corners. Now you had to lose your third. That's where this is just such a bummer. The good news is you do have some pretty good depth, but similar to linebacker, it's unproven. You know, Roe Torrance didn't get a lot of play time when he was at Auburn. Keon Markham has been a rotational guy throughout his and the entirety of his career at Arizona State. Tamarcus Davis is a very quality player. I think that he can step in and be just fine for Arizona State. I don't know if he's Chase Lucas. I don't know if he's Jack Jones, but I know he's certainly better than a complete unknown factor. You at least can look at Tamarcus Davis and be like, yeah, I think he can be reliable. The rest of the guys, like we can get excited about Isaiah Johnson, a redshirt freshman who's six foot one and looks the part of a future NFL corner, but we don't know anything about him. You can like the other young guys as well. Again, Reagan is a sophomore, Woods a redshirt sophomore, but that comes with it being unproven territory. Uh, Tariq Luckett, I think, is going to get a lot more involved than I have previously given him credit for. And maybe that anyone has really given him credit for. He could definitely find himself in a pretty large role for Arizona State while they try and replace their top three corners. So while I wouldn't put Tommy Hill at the top of my list for like most difficult Sun Devils to replace, it's just a body blow more than anything. You can replace him because of the depth and because of the upside of some of these guys. Keon Markham could turn out to be a very good corner for you. He has shown those flashes when he's gotten onto the field. Tamarcus Davis could be as good as Tommy Hill is. That would be like dream scenario is Keon steps up. Tamarcus Davis is what you were probably going to get with Tommy Hill. You know, wait and see kind of thing. Overall, I think you can replace him and and uh, Cam Phillips because Phillips just unfortunately was never able to get onto the field. So that's not a his problem thing. But I think those two are replaceable. We'll have to see just how good Arizona State does without those guys in the fold. But overall, when you look at the defense, there's not too many departures in the number sense. But, I mean, at each level of the defense, you lost a massive contributor for you. All three of them were going to be starters, and all three of them were potentially going to be just incredibly valuable, talented, great players for you. So that's a huge bummer that you end up losing them. But... It is survivable. That is going to, uh, excuse me, that is going to do it for this edition of the Lock on Some of Us podcast. So, as always, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out in a visual platform. But of course, wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update every single time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday, by the way. Also, if you want to stay in touch with everything Arizona State, make sure you follow me on Twitter at RichieBrads36. Follow the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. 
and follow the Sports Illustrated page at All Sun Devils for all the other content that I'm pumping out about Arizona State all the time. Until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.